0: begin transmission hello everybody It is chris aka star raptor joined by ben joined by and we are back in action after my vacation this is episode number 112 of the outer rim transmission podcast we're getting back in the swing of things here not a whole lot of news to talk about as you could imagine because we are in the midst of the indiana jones promotion there at lucasfilm i've seen the movie i really enjoyed the movie um and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit but majority of today's show, we're going to dive into the most immersive Star Wars experiences because over the last week I've been over in Disney World, I checked out uh, Batuu and uh, have a lot of things to say about that, but just a lot of things that was kind of percolating in my mind about, hey, what are some of the other uh, Star Wars experiences that are out there for other people around the world to experience that might not want to go all the way to Florida or all the way to California to experience those So that is what we're getting into this week. But Millen, it's been two weeks. What have you been up to man? It's the heat of the summer here Fourth uh, of July and the US is right around the corner. So how's it going?
1: I'm good, man. Uh, just the last couple of weeks, like you said, we've been just I've just been doing me Whether that's working going to the gym hanging out with friends family uh, hiking—you know, anything that's going to keep me active, having fun, positive—I'm all about it. But other than that, though, I'm good. Just ready to talk some uh, Star Wars tonight.
0: Hell yeah! It's the it's the midst of summer, Ben, and yeah, uh, I, I think things are probably pretty hot around where you're living, right?
2: Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, over here in Ohio, it's like you know we're we're cooking. It's like the ninety, eighty, upper eighties, nineties, and then of course, very humid. Um, so you know that's uh that's been kind of the trend over here so it's been definitely really hot working out to say the least and then you know for me when I get my cardio in I go on my walks at like 5 30 in the morning because if not it's it's just not happening when it's hot out
0: (laughs) damn that's commitment to wake up at 5 30 in the morning I know I know Milton that's just his usual routine but I know you're you're used to that how's that been treated (laughs) you
2: Yeah. So like normally for me, like before I started getting up early, I would normally, my normal wake up time was like 730. So, you know, I moved it back basically two hours and, and to like kind of keep myself on track with, with this routine of 530 in the morning, getting up and walking. I just, I have my shoes right next to my bed. So I wake, my alarm goes off and and I'm half asleep and I'm putting my shoes on go throw my contacts in and i'm out the door by like five thirty-five, five forty. like so i just have to just get myself up and moving and just get outside before i even like think about it yeah
0: that's that's the way to go just go right into it so do either of you have some star wars things to talk about as far as our week in star wars at all ben
2: um for me i really don't have anything like like extravagant or like big stuff going on other than i got this let's see if we could see this i got this star wars shirt this week so it's just uh it says star wars in 1977 and found that for like three bucks at, at goodwill so
0: <laughs> three bucks oh my gosh goodwill has a connection with me and star wars let me tell you guys this little story so back in it must have been 1996 1997 oh no my dad took me there for whatever reason and i seen an IG88 Shadows of the Empire action figure, all carded up, not not opened up or anything. And I, I don't know that that always stuck in my brain. Like, oh, I got I got this really cool action figure out of Goodwill. <laughs> I, I think That's you awesome. could find a, a decent amount of action figures and collectibles at those places. I haven't been to one literally in years, but uh, I mean, did they have anything like that at all? Was the one you went to? Or
2: um, I went after I saw the after I got this shirt. I went and looked around um for you know i looked through all the clothes this was literally like the only star wars shirt i could find and then i looked through all like the miscellaneous items and there was nothing um nothing there but yeah that was my first time going to goodwill in probably over a year i would say um but hey it was a nice little little find i found this week and you know that was just kind of like my little week in star wars other than that you know it's just been kind of Just like uh, Star Wars in real life, we're kind of in those dull months right now of (laughs) of the universe where it's just like there's nothing exciting Star Wars going on. Like even, you know, normally during the week for all of us, we would, uh, you know, during during the busy times of Star Wars, it's like, oh, we saw a video or we saw someone talking about it or this or that behind the scenes thing, whatever. Like it's just a dead zone right now. So just, you know, you get basic things like finding a $3 t-shirt at Goodwill for your story. (laughs) <laughs> what about you, Milton? Have there ever
0: been any kind of like little uh, flea markets or anything that I usually frequent?
1: Uh, not in the past two weeks. I I know I've looked. I mean, always when I'm close to something, I know there's a new place that I discovered. Uh, in in Hagerstown, Maryland, which is about thirty minutes from where I live, I need to check it out probably next week. Um, hopefully when I'm in Hershey. Oh. Next Saturday, I'll check out some places if I have time to do that, but. I mean, when it comes to my week in Star Wars, um, I think a lot of it comes down to actually my my girlfriend got me a gift last week for my. uh, Well, actually, the room that I'm in now, I redid this room and turned it into like a guest room slash like office. So you see like posters in the back, or the frame poster, the Wu Tang flag. There's some Star Wars stuff to the right of me that's like a Dragon Ball Z Death Star. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. uh, It's a Death Star painting of. scare or starry night van gogh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, my girl got me this thing in the mail last week. She's like, hey, I got something for your room. And I was like, okay. And then she's like, it's gonna come in Amazon. And she got me like this little like throw pillow. Oh, that's for, cool. Um, for my for my little awesome. futon here. It's the Death Star.
2: It's <laughs> something sweet. real cute
1: for the uh, for the for the office slash guest rooms. It's kinda tight. I like it. Um but I think what I normally do throughout the weeks when I'm working out or just chilling, I watch Star Wars videos, especially for like when I do cardio. It just helps me stay motivated. It's cool to watch, listen to the videos. And what I've come to understand about Star Wars is that fans, creat- creative fans, are so good at understanding what Star Wars is. Mm-hmm. What, what I mean is this: like, obviously, you have. Kathleen Kennedy's, the Pablo's, the J.J. Abrams, the George Lucas, obviously, uh, Lawrence Kasdan's, all of them. Like they're they're great at what they do. But respectfully, the fans, they produce like fan videos, or fan films, or shorts, and they're like there's a lot of really good stuff out there on YouTube, or just overall on the internet. And I cast myself watching a lot of it. Obviously, Star Wars Theory, he does a lot of his stuff, Star Wars mm-hmm. Explained. Um, I mean, let's do Stupendous Wave, does a good job at Star Wars stuff. Chris, you do a good job at your creativity of, like, what you do with your products. It's like, I just come to appreciate that fans really do care. And there's a lot of good fans out there that do a really good job at telling original Star Wars stories going to the well of, like, you know, Jedis and and Sith, you know, that type Mm. of thing. So I've learned to appreciate over that the last couple weeks. I think I've always appreciated it. It's always cool to see fans take like different like different parts of Star Wars, whether it's like prequel stuff, and splice it with like original trilogy, or they'll splice it with the, the sequel trilogy. Like for example, one one of my go-to videos when I do cardio is whenever I listen to Luke versus Kylo from the Last Jedi, that scene where they're on crate, and mm-hmm. they, there's a scene where a fan like spliced the Anakin Ooh. dark deeds down oh, track, yeah. that scene. I think I might have sent it to you guys before. It's so good. It it actually makes the scene better, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I've seen the scene where they have Kylo versus um, Ray on Endor in Rise of Skywalker, but they put Duel of the Fates. You know, like how how dope is that music? Like that music should have. And when I when you watch it, it's like it makes sense. It should have been part of the. It makes the scene better. Um, most recently, I've been listening to. Uh, the Colin Trevorrow oh. script that was released out. Yep. So if someone someone went on YouTube and took that screenplay and like turned it into like a, a movie. And, yeah, like, I heard like, about they, like, that. Yeah, like it's cool. Like they they like do like the it's like they use the art they use like different like um maybe some fan art. I know it's art from the books. Like they do like the the movie script pretty much. Like it's pretty cool. I, it's good. I'm thinking. Oh my God! This should have been the movie. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to criticize the sequel choice. That's not why I'm <laughs> here. But I'm saying, like, yeah, again, the fans are trying to make things, and it's like that's pretty dope. Like, it's, well, it's cool to be a part of that and just uh, be able to have that at your fingertips. Because think about it: twenty years ago, I know we were children, but think about if we were in our if we were thirty years old in two thousand. Mm. There's no way we could have. We never had access to this.
2: Well, well, Milton, um, you know, when you're going around looking at all the different fan things like that on YouTube, I came across a good one. I meant to send it to you guys. Um, I mean, you may have came across it through your, you know, looking through the YouTube realm. But um, there's a channel, I don't remember the guy's name, but there's a channel. This guy goes through and he's like, he does like the motion capture and he's like motion capturing and, you know, it's rough animation. Like, it's a fan-created thing. So, it's not like you can judge it like Rebels okay. or some, something. But the guy is going through and doing chapter-by-chapter chapter, oh, uh, yeah. motion capture episodes of Air to the Empire. And mm-hmm. it's so cool. Like, you know, like, I watched, like, he had a rough, you know, a rough mock-up, you know, of Luke and uh, Mara when they're, you know, walking through the forest and Ooh. stuff at the, toward the end of the book and everything. And it, it's, awesome. it's good for what it is, you know. Like... Yeah. It's cool. Yeah.
0: Go, Chris. I'm just happy that Lucasfilm is so welcoming to the fans to be able to use their own property and not like take it down immediately or anything. Lucasfilm has always been so good about just like the fan relations because even at the conventions that celebrate previous celebrations, they used to have like a a fan film festival at Celebration. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they don't do it anymore. So they. They completely allow people to do those sorts right. of things without taking it down which says a lot to like that right, and, and right. welcoming well, creativity remember,
1: yeah i i agree with that well i do remember there was that one controversy remember oh yeah star wars, <laughs> yeah star wars theory did his the vader his, fan his film because vader, vader film, he's yep. now doing it and, and like they were like trying to poo poo that because i know they made him take it down like like a couple like a week or two and then they finally let him bring it back he wasn't making any money off of it even uh-huh. though he spent Hell, of a lot of money on it himself. It's like he's not trying yeah. to. Come, he's not Disney or Lucasfilm. He's not. He he can't. There's no way. And Star Wars Theory has three point something three million followers on his YouTube. He probably has more. I don't know how much the Star Wars YouTube page is. It's not that great, but he maybe has a better following on YouTube when it comes to that. But it's still Disney and Lucasfilm. Yeah. He. It's like it's it's like think about it this way. In the terms of pop culture. It's like Jay-Z, you have like some up and rising young buck r- rapper try- trying to comp- trying to compete with him. Are you serious? Jay-Z's like, I'm not even going to acknowledge that. He ain't on yeah. my level. I've been doing this for 20 plus years. This kid's been doing it only for three years. He ain't that nice. He's good. He's got talent potential, but he ain't that nice. So Disney and Lucasfilm need to stop trying to think that well, Star Wars Theory is going to compete with him. He, and he knows that he's not. He's just yeah. a fan like we are. Well, I, I love his work.
2: Well, well, the cool thing is, like, with um, like channels like his or other channels, um, I know, I know the one Star Wars channel, Star Wars Meg. She's been doing the same, a similar thing of um, uh, like her like theory. A lot of other big Star Wars creators are taking the initiative and they're doing, um, you know, self animated comics and stuff. Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing like the comic animations um, of different comics and things, like Star Wars Meg leading up to Ahsoka. You know, for all of her videos, she's reading like she's doing one panel of of comics per week for the *Heir to the Empire* book, leading up to the *Ahsoka* right. show um, each week. So it's cool just like seeing like the fan creators take the initiative like that, versus just you know just making whatever Star Wars videos. Like you know, of course you know whatever Star Wars videos may be made, but it's just cool seeing fans like get creative in that way. I mean, I mean, heck, that brings me back to the. You guys probably remember this from the early to mid two thousands when uh I don't even remember what it was called, but it was it was the guy who was dressed up as like Darth Vader working in a grocery store, like that oh, thing Chad like Darth Vader, right? Oh yep, 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 that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you know, you have fan stuff like that. It's cool just seeing like fans be creative in that way, um versus not.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like I think the last couple weeks I've just just had a, a, a more of appreciation. And again, mm-hmm. I've always have, but I because I've really been paying attention and been more aware of it. It's like every time I look on YouTube, there's a certain type of Star Wars content. And that's that's not even Lucasfilm, Disney, you know, umbrella. It's Schmo, Joe Schmo, Jane Doe, and what they want to do. Like, again, you got people like the Star Wars Underground. You got yourself, Chris. You got Hannah. You got, you know, like like I said, all the Dominic's. Like, all those guys. Like, everyone that been on this podcast or that we just know in general. Yeah, they oh all, man. they all do a good job at just trying to bring original content to the fans, but also talking about the property itself. Which again, and Ben, you've always said this. Like Lucasfilm and Disney can be real cagey, about how they are with the fans and how weird they can get. It's like, guys, use the fans. Like they're giving you free publicity every time they want to create something. Yeah. They're bringing more attention to your property. Oh yeah, it's so, it's I mean, cool to me. To me, it's it's a it's an easy partnership.
2: Oh yeah, it's it's cool seeing the fans like you know represent Star Wars like that in such a good way, like creativity wise, whether it be like the fan films, the anime, comics, um, or like like I saw last week, um, Hannah for one of her streams from the Rayside, she was she was making she took like a tree branch and she was carving out the uh, the Skywalker lightsaber, you know, out of you know she made the handle. Wow. out of a tree branch she just sat there and carved it and that was her stream and you know that was like you know it's cool seeing unique star wars creators like that do things versus wow. um you know just like the stock standard things it's right. it's cool seeing people like step step out and like try those different things um and just just like you know represent star wars in a good sure. like positive sure. fashion that's cool Absolutely.
1: And, that's, and that's and that's where i'm at this is where like you know i want to keep this pretty positive just because i like looking at the the fans work I, I love it it's it probably gets me more excited than watching like movies and people might say you're lying and, and I, I mean i'm not lying when i say that it's the fact that i look forward to seeing something that i haven't seen before you know it, it's nice to see like if star wars theory comes out or chris comes up with something or hannah or the or the, or the, Esh, the underground crew or star whoever's underworld like, huh? underworld well, which is funny because <laughs> dominic is dominic always getting... love my bad bro um, <laughs> don't no, like, worry if the newscasters call that like, I, do, I do watch everyone's stuff because like, i try to absorb it and it's like you know what i appreciate it because one they were on the show but also two they're just good fans to like watch that they're good people that represents the community well and it's like you know me i'm all about being positive i don't want mm-hmm. that negative trash or i don't want that fake trash you know the one person i will say that's fake about star wars as a fan, this is my opinion: what Is was that Mike Zero guy? Oh, oh yeah, that, that guy. <laughs> like, I haven't watched him in years because he just—he's yeah. always making up shit. And it's like, dude, hey, like, come on! Like you—you you have the inside scoop <laughs> on Kathleen getting fired. You've been saying that for four years. <laughs> She's still there.
2: <laughs> the, you know what I'm saying, the, like, well, well, Milton, that's like, that's like, it's like, oh, you heard it here first. Sometime in the next thirty years, Kathleen Kennedy's going to retire. From me. Exactly. I that's okay. that's my that's what? my exclusive
1: report. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Re- retirement? Come on. Like we, yep. that's inevitable in everyone's life. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's it's like it's like water it's wet. Like, come on. Yep.
0: <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah, yeah so, so everybody it's... yeah, go ahead.
2: Oh no, I was just saying it it's just great seeing like the variety though of like the fan stuff because you know, I like you know, um i i'm not sure about you milton but sometimes i get moods like i'll go and look up fan stuff whether it be like the fan films or i'm like oh i'm looking at creative stuff like you know people making things it's it's cool just seeing like the big variety of things that are out there i mean i've seen edits of people like modding the star wars battlefront games and stuff that are really cool like it's cool just seeing like that type of um stuff happening right hell yeah so go out
0: there Subscribe to those channels, like those videos, comment on them, give them engagement. Because um, there's a lot of channels out there that are smaller, and uh, they do some amazing, incredible things, but they just aren't seen yet. So that's that's what's yeah, great about
1: and Like I, I mean, I truly, like, I, I'll, I'll die on this hill. Like, it's, it's amazing just the stuff that will pop up on my feed. Because a lot of it's just, like, suggestions because, you know, how our pattern of looking on the YouTube, and that's kind of scary. That's another conversation for another day. But, like... <laughs> But it's cool to see the stuff that's suggested to say, oh, I I never heard this person. But even just how people use the music, it's like, oh, I'm going to listen to how they splice this music into this type of film or whatever. So it's kind of dope. But yeah, I I agree with Chris on this. Go out there, check out other people's YouTube channels, check out out the smaller stuff, the big stuff, whatever. Whatever floats your boat, great. But go support that fan stuff because it's just as good as a lot of the quote unquote professionals out there. So that's just me. I mean, hell, Lucasfilm hired the guy, was it Shamook or? Oh, yeah. Shamuk yep. To fix the aging stuff. I mean, he's been killing it. So let's, let's get it done. Yeah.
0: Seriously. Seriously. Uh, for my week in Star Wars, it's going to be just part of the main topic. So I'll just kind of skip over it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we do have people like Brittany J. Taylor coming in the chat. Uh, she's saying, I'm hoping that they don't treat Thrawn as rebel propaganda in Ahsoka. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I, I really hope that Thrawn lives up to himself in the books rather than Rebels, because I feel like in Rebels, sometimes he would be a little bit like, uh, just get the Rebels were getting one on him e- too easily for his brilliance, I feel I, like, sometimes. So I hope that they, they dial in his intensity I, and his villainous nature, although in the books they are kind of making him out to seem almost like an anti-hero. So I don't I know do. which way they're going to go
2: the all i mean the um the good thing is for um britney's concern and maybe other fans concern um that are listening to this like little side about thrawn i know a few weeks ago um in the the big article that came out for the ahsoka series i don't i i don't remember which publication it was might have been empire magazine actually but um anyways when dave got asked about that in that interview he said he said thrawn is a pure villain for the show Good. like so he 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 said the word pure villain like he said he it's clear he's the villain of the show of like basically like this entire series and stuff so like he dave confirmed that because um the interviewer did like raise that concern about oh well mate you know in the in the the uh, current canon throne books like it's more of an anti-hero vibe and dave basically said pure villain or he said pure villain and he like referenced the heir to the empire trilogy from from Zan in the 90s so i think we're going to be getting uh close to that version of thrawn like the more evil version oh hell yeah yeah so you can comment just like Brittany
0: as we go live every sunday at seven o'clock 7 p.m eastern time our new time that we've been doing for the last month or so so we'd love to have you in our lively discussion make sure you go ahead like and subscribe to the channel so you know exactly when we go live uh sometimes we're a little bit later but we generally try to shoot for 7 p.m eastern and we're also available to download on any podcast streaming uh app of your choice uh the episodes usually go up uh Midweek at some point, uh, especially with Fourth of July coming up. I don't expect this one to go up uh, probably until like Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, we're going to get into what is out this week. We had a bevy of Star Wars comics hit the shops this week. We had Darth Vader Black, White, and Red issue number three. We had Dr. F issue number 33. No, um, Ala Sakura and Shakti are not alive again. They are just like camera tricks i knew that was going to be happening although i wanted (laughs) that's good i was like oh this could be a really big continuity issue
2: (laughs) that's good i was ready to go (laughs) fool Daenerys and and game of thrones with the dragons if if they would have had them back to life you would have never heard i would have went very hard in the paint on lucasfilm to say the least if (laughs) if they were alive but it's good they're not
0: (laughs) and we have the finale for phase two of the high republic in The High Republic Adventures Volume 2, we got issues 6, 7, and 8 all in one week. Uh, that, that's never been done before, but I guess uh, Lucasfilm wants to get all their ducks in a row before we head into Phase 3 later on this year. So there you go. I have a video review that I put up just this morning. If you're watching this video live, uh, you can check out my thoughts on all those comics on the channel right here at YouTube.com slash Staraptor. So yes, uh, over the week, I returned to Galaxy's Edge. And I did everything I wanted to do. I set out to basically build a droid. I set out to build a lightsaber. I set out to get finally onto. I didn't. It didn't work the first time I went there back in California, but I was able to ride Rise of the Resistance. So uh, that's kind of what spurred on this topic. Is like I was fully. I felt fully immersed in Star Wars when I, when I was there. Whether it be building a droid, building a lightsaber, getting calf. I finally had calf. Star Wars calf at a stall. In the marketplace which is really funny and just going and feeling like i was part of star wars on a, on a freaking awesome ride that is rise of resistance and smuggler smuggler's run is really fun too um so yeah I, I absolutely had a blast had a blast i encourage everybody to go there if you can go to disneyland go to disney world's location all all basically the same exact thing uh this is the droid that i built i think he's on let me let me hit the switch here um, at the time I thought I was building an R-series droid until I realized oh I built basically like a chopper type droid um, <laughs> Which is pretty cool because I made him look unique at least. But um, I got this little guy here
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: So you got you know, they give you a remote It was a really cool experience building the droid and he, he can actually move his head and everything like that You can actually activate it with the oh, there's the blasters. so I got this as an accessory but really cool. Um, there's the wheels. I don't have room to move them around right now, but um, I could at least move his head around. So that was really cool. This is really cool. You 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 know you go to a conveyor belt. Um, are you guys familiar with the Droid Depot at all, or have you guys been there at all, or?
1: I've never been. Oh, I okay. haven't been there.
2: I haven't been there, but my my cousin has been there, so I've gotten like Snapchat like bombarded with pictures of it from him.
0: Yeah. So so Droid Depot. That was that was really neat. That was um basically a conveyor belt like it looks like it's like cloud city with like the droid parts when they're trying to find c3po it's like a conveyor belt of parts just coming down with different things uh you know c series droids like i built r series droids you got um bb series droids so three different kind of droids and you just mix and match your parts for the corresponding droids so there's a lot of different color schemes a lot of different things you can get accessories after the fact but it's really cool because it's a really neat experience like you feel like you built your own droid because you get the a container of all these parts and you go put it at the station there's a drill that comes down you get the bolt on the legs fasten the head component then it puts in this like charging station and then it gets the droid personality and then you can actually change the personality with these ships. so that's really cool so had had a blast doing that and then I built my saber at uh, Savi's Workshop. Um, these have been out for a while. Uh, but this is my own unique lightsaber design here. So this is a, a High Republic-esque kind of lightsaber. Nice. So, nice, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm very happy with how it came out. It was kind of funny because, you know, these all come apart, right? It's, it's not, like, super solid, but the guy was telling me, like, the lore story is, like, these are all salvaged parts from you know, too, so not everything goes together exactly as you would like, so mm-hmm. that was kind of funny. But no, the, the actual ceremony of the thing was awesome, because it was literally like a sacramental sort of experience where you pick your designs, whether it be a Sith lightsaber, a Obi-Wan Kenobi-looking lightsaber, like a Junker lightsaber with a Rancor tooth. Like, they have all these different parts, the switch, the hilts, the emitter... Uh, whatever like you have like probably like seven or eight parts that you're putting together as they're giving you the spiel you close your eyes you pick your kyber crystal you put it in then you put your saber into this thing and you pull it. i don't want to actually give too much away because i feel like people like me people like you guys haven't haven't made them yet if you plan on it but it's a really cool experience um to go in without knowing much about it but what i will say is yeah it was a moving experience more than i thought it would be so you know for the 220 bucks for the lightsaber i think that's actually not bad considering that like a regular black, black series lightsaber is probably like 180 or something so tack on maybe 40 extra bucks for like the experience and like i think that's worth it um and you get these crystals that you can buy um shoot i should have had it near me but you can buy crystals at this other shop on dar's shop which has a lot of cool stuff. Like I seen Darth Moment's helmet from the comics. There's like the Mando's helmet, like on a wall. There's all these helmets. There's a full size Wampa. All this crazy stuff. But you could build, you could buy Kyber crystals and like literally change the blade color of the actual saber. So that that to me was really cool. Um, but yeah, generally, talk about immersion. There's nothing like it out there. I mean, obviously, I guess if you went to the galaxies edge, or, or what is it called? The Galactic Star Cruiser is probably more immersive, but it's just fun. You know, you're just chilling in a space. Like, I went to Oga's Cantina and I was just hanging out there. Uh, Maybe my girlfriend was just hanging out there having drinks, and all of a sudden, first-order stormtroopers walk into place and start heckling the patrons of the bar. And I felt like I was part of Star Wars, because then you had a droid DJ, you know, spinning tunes, and I'm sitting there having my Rodian jello shot
1: thing <laughs> actually i could show you sort of what it looks like hold on a second
0: so i got this whole menu here oh wow and that's that's Crazy. the thing it's a it's a gelatin type of alcoholic type of thing mm-hmm. and i'll be honest with you once i had a couple of these tricks i didn't expect to be partially tipsy in a star wars theme park so they did it <laughs> they did their job and then i and then we went to uh the docking bay number seven and then i got the gold squadron or gold leader blogger with my tip yip with star wars version of chicken it was fun it was nice fun.
2: that's awesome
0: i did not and, and they go all out at man. i was i went to the bathroom And there was literally like somebody like singing in Hutties, or uh, what I assumed was (laughs) Hutties. So I was like, okay, I'll never forget this moment.
1: (laughs) Wait, someone was actually
0: in the bathroom singing? No, no, no. It was just like a radio station or something. (laughs)
1: I'm like, miss me with that.
0: (laughs) Well, apparently, uh, C2A7 or whoever the heck I'm naming a droid as just had a comment to make. I don't know if you guys heard it, but anyway, he's chiming in on the conversation, but. Uh, no, it was really fun. It was really fun. Uh, the ride, the rise of the resistance, amazing. Again, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you feel like you're part of the movie. You feel like you're there with your heroes. The one on the Falcon? No, there's another one. It's okay. And I bring it's... it
1: up because my my brother was just in Disney this past week too. What? No way. He, he, over, he got his friend got married. He just telling me this yesterday. He was there because his friend got married uh-huh. at Disney.
0: Oh sweet!
1: Yeah, he was yeah, that's me about awesome. The, I could have possibly read right Robin. by him.
0: Huh? I could have walked right by him. I would have never known. I went on Monday. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't
1: put two two together. Like I just wasn't even thinking about it until he was telling me throughout the week. Um, he was showing his pictures, but he's he called me yesterday and he told me about Disney, and how he told me about the Millennium Falcon ride. Yeah, like, yo, that that's legit. He oh my gosh. It, so
0: yeah yeah because i actually had somebody they give you basically they randomly will select or six people the crew usually they'll they'll select a a pilot an engineer and a and, a, and a, um like a cannoneer or whatever person on the gunners guns. or something gunners gunners and
1: yeah, he our said, pilot he was... Dante was a gunner
0: oh yeah.
1: but he said he's like he's like milton he's like you he's like you should go yep he's like you would like that ride he said, he said avatar was the best
0: oh avatar was amazing
1: he said, "He said he did Avatar. He said Milton, like you won't regret it if you went and did Avatar." I was like, "All right."
0: You feel like you're flying, man. The the, the care mm. and the love that they put into those rides is magic. You just literally can't explain.
1: I, I believe that 100. Like that's why, like Disney and, and like Disney in general, I'll give Disney the credit here. Like they do a good job with the theme parks. I mean, you can't even hate on that. Mm. You no, know? it's like it's like they they want to make their fans feel immersed and part of the. The world, as they should. Obviously, you know that stupid hotel they tried to do clearly wasn't working. (laughs) Um, hopefully they they go back to the drawing board and said, "Hey, we're going to try it again and make it better, reasonably priced." Yeah. So, but it's cool though. It it sounds like he had a good time. And like I said, my brother said the same thing. He's like, like the Star Wars stuff was off the chain.
2: Yeah, just, I mean, that, there you go, Ben. Go ahead. I mean, that's, I mean, that's where, I mean, my cousin's going to, like, the Star Wars stuff out in California this week oh. coming up. Like, here Ooh. this week, he's, he's going to be out there and go to the Star Wars stuff. He's going to go to, like, the Avengers campus and oh, do all that, that stuff. And, yep. and uh, yeah, they're doing that this coming week, so they're super excited. And it's just cool seeing, like, the fan, um, you know, just, like, the fans really getting, like, you know, the immersive experience. Like, it's, it's just cool, like, getting into that world. Um, a little bit especially when it comes to, like a theme park like that
0: yeah because even just sitting there you're hearing the sounds of like ships flying every once in a while you'd hear like a tie fighter and you're like looking in the sky expecting to see one because it's like just right there you're you're walking around'
1: that's something I want to do I, I believe you Chris like I think I think that's something if I ever went to Disney would be something I really want to do just to be part of that world like that's why I love that star wars arcade game. that's so, what I was gonna yeah, talk about Yeah. Oh, go ahead. We'll
0: we'll talk about that now because I was going to talk about some other things that, because it's funny. Funny you mentioned that. Funny you mentioned that. So there is a. I stayed at the Art of Animation Resort in Disney, which is like a a a mid tier resort. It's not too too pricey, but anyway, it's they have a pixel arcade. So they actually have an arcade. I was playing a lot of Guitar Hero, but anyway, the last day we were about to catch a plane, I seen a ride. I seen a game that looked just like the Star Wars game, but obviously it had a different skin. It was just like airplane game instead mm-hmm. of star wars but it had like that like separate like door you open up to go in it was like a its own isolation kind of like little tube thing uh um, chamber and i was thinking about that i was like oh my gosh this kind of reminds me of a star wars game because there's there's like a wrap around like almost like a 180 mm-hmm. degree monitor that's like above and around so you feel like you're in a g- so i was saying like like as much as like the pinnacle of star wars immersion is Galaxy's Edge feeling like you're there? There's other experience you can do, such as arcades like the game you're talking about. So talk about that a little bit.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a great point. Like I've always said it. If I'm able to buy that arcade game someday from my house, I'm getting it. <laughs> Just because you sit in that game and you feel like you're in the trench run, You feel like you are in, on, you're on indoor with the speeder bites. You feel like you're on Hoth you know, with with the speeders going up against the AT-ATs, you know, or it's just so dope how that particular game has always had a special place in my heart because like that was the first game where I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I can be in this world. It felt like, it felt like I can be in Star Wars. And that was 1998, 97 when it came out for, I think that was made through Sega Arcade or something like that, or it might've been Capcom. I can't remember, but yeah, like, it just makes you, like, that's that first Star Wars game to me that you felt like you'd be a part of this world. And obviously they took it to the next level with the parks, with the VR, you know, all that type of stuff with, with the what you've experienced this past weekend. So I, I think it's so dope. And I am I'm, I'm hopeful that someday I'll have the opportunity to experience Star Wars land down there.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'm really hoping that they have celebration. I think we are all banking on celebration happening next year in Orlando because it's been since, I think, 2017. So we're all like, oh, yeah, it'll easily be there for sure. There's like a 90%. And then we're all like, oh, crap, it's in Japan and not next year, but the year after. So hopefully I can't imagine celebration being anywhere besides anywhere else besides U.S., <laughs> In 2026, hopefully, right, right. and if that's the case,
1: here's funny about that though. Two things regarding celebration, like it's funny you bring this up about Orlando and in the country. So, my my girl is actually going to London in a week or two. She's going oh. with her friend, and something that she always talks to me about is like, Milton, do you have a passport? And I was like, I did when I was, yeah, when I was in when I was a freshman in high school because so I did I did a missions trip out of the country when I was like 13. I haven't had one since. So yesterday, finally went to the mail or the post office and got the paperwork to start the nice. passport process. Mm-hmm. And I need to start it, started, but I'm thinking about the future of like traveling outside of the country, that's especially fun. for like Star Wars celebration or something like that. So that's obviously. And then two in Orlando, I know for a fact if it's in Orlando next time, like that, that's an easy flight for me. Cause I'll just fly out of where 30 yep. minutes where I live. Yeah, It takes me to, to Orlando. Like I would love to go to celebration. I think that'd be so dope. Especially if it's in like Orlando or, Philly or mm-hmm. New York or D.C. Like they need to bring it northeast for real, for real. They need to stop playing
0: around.
1: Like put put it somewhere in in Jersey or New York or Philly or D.C. Like, people will show up. <laughs> like we'll be there.
0: Oh yeah. around, Disney. Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a metro. It's a metropolitan area. It's not like no one wouldn't show up if you put it in Philadelphia. You have New Jersey, New York. Maryland, and obviously Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, there's a major air, airport there. Yep. Like, yep. come on. What's up? <laughs> yeah, there's a major yeah. airport there, and there's major airports in Newark, which is not too far around, right, you know.
1: Well, to say, yeah, like, Newark, I mean, again, Jersey's only two hours and some change from me, like, in certain parts of Jersey, and then, like, obviously New York's, like, two hours, maybe three hours and change from certain parts. And, you know, Pennsylvania, where I live, and Baltimore, Maryland literally is 30 minutes Down the road for me, like just Mm -hmm. to get to the state line. So it's like, it ain't that far if you put it in the Northeast, bro. Like, come on, stop playing, Kathleen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I feel like the next one, um, after Japan, I feel like it's, it's got to come back to the U.S. because I think they're going to want to do that. Um, because not even because of like the rotating for the U.S., um, hosting it here. I think it'll have to do with that being the year the Star Wars movies come back to theaters and stuff. So I think that'll be like their big you know, big hurrah, basically, because, you know, as of right now, we have two movies that year, like in May and December, you know, so Celebration, you know, in theory, probably would be like April of that year. So it would be like the lead up to Star Wars coming back in theaters. And I feel like they probably do that, you know, in the US.
0: Yeah, speaking of Celebration, this ties into another um, entry I have from my list here for immersion in Star Wars. Obviously, when you go to Celebration, You're kind of immersed in Star Wars, not like to the level of Galaxy's Edge or something, but through osmosis of like the creative and all there. But there was one moment that I really felt like I was in Star Wars. My first celebration after party experience going to this uh, big museum in Chicago. The Five O First parties are always legendary in the U.S., and they had one there, and it was like themed after Canto Bight. And I know, say what you will about Canto Bight, I know it's not everybody's favorite location (laughs) in Star Wars, but for that night especially i didn't care because they actually had like the the tables the casino type of stuff like for this party and you could literally like play like the casino games and, and there was a lot of people that went above and beyond with their costumes to look like the, the people in Keto bite so i actually like walked in with my luke jedi outfit and i was like i feel like I belong here like I'm walking around I have my drink and I'm just like conversing with like random strangers dressed as like Tuilex or, or these aliens or whatever people walking around looking like they're totally glammed out for the casino in Star Wars so yeah hopefully the next time they have it at Celebration like there's another like really cool theme party like
2: that because those are always a lot of fun oh should yeah should those that be,
1: should have be pretty
2: tight oh yeah I'm sure there'll be plenty more of them um those type of themed things for for celebration or um, you know even things like outside of Disney, like whatever. I like, you know, fans are really good at organizing those type of events, you know, like whether it be like the Five O First people or other groups. Um I think what's the one? The Mando Mercs, I believe is that is that's mm. another group. Um, I mean there there's a lot of different, you know, fan groups out there and it's cool just like seeing them you know, get immersed, like, get involved with Star Wars that way, whether it be, like, organizing those type of events or, you know, just seeing their costuming. Mm. Um, I know the 501st, like, they've done a lot of a lot of different things, like charity work and all kinds of oh, things yeah. like that. So so it's just really cool, like, seeing that sort of stuff, like, play out, um, you know, in, in the Star Wars fandom, where it doesn't have to be on screen or in a book, like, it's in actual, like, real life. Yeah. Oh, we have Chris Forsythe. Uh, chiming in for
0: another immersion experience. He says if you're ever in L.A., there's a place called Scum and Villainy Cantina, and that's permanent. Yep. We were thinking about going there, and I just didn't have the time when I went, but yeah, that's literally a, a location you can go. I think it's in Hollywood. Uh, where yeah, that's, it's just where, uh, a that's where Kevin
1: Smith does the show. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard do their show at the Scum and
2: yeah. Villainy Oh, oh. Yeah, he does his there. Um, I know the one Star Wars podcaster or Star Wars podcaster. I'm not sure. I haven't checked him out in a while. But the guy uh, Steel Wars, he he did a lot of hit. Yeah, he did a lot of his uh like live like comedy and like live type shows from the Scum and Villainy Scum and Villainy Cantina as well.
0: There you go. So if you're in LA, if uh, you you know you want an after party after Galaxy's Edge, I'm sure it's a. Oh, it's actually kind of far away, (laughs) Anaheim. (laughs) Looks like it's close to LA, but with all the traffic in the highway, it's more like an hour away. So, nah, you could have an after I'm party saying, there. Like, but
1: <laughs> look, I'm just saying, like they, like the Northeast is not a bad place to do a celebration. It really isn't. Hell, the NFL did a Super Bowl here in New York, or I guess technically New Jersey, uh, mm-hmm. was like seven years ago with the Broncos, Seattle. Like they yep. did yeah. one and it worked. Like you can do stuff in the Northeast region. It works. Will we'll, people will show up?
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Aaron Deli is saying I'm hoping they'll have a celebration in 2026. Hopefully in the Northeast, but a lot of fans believe that there will be one in 2027, and it will be in Orlando for the 50th anniversary. Oh, that's a really good point.
2: Oh
1: yeah,
0: because they There's had the thing, it. Though. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing though. So like, yeah, the 50th. What is that? 2027, right? Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll have to figure out. They'll probably go old school. They'll probably go yeah, California or Orlando for that. Let's be real here. Or where was the first celebration? Wasn't that in Colorado, uh, Denver, Denver? Yep. Well, I, I can see them going Midwest for that. Yeah. Or Indiana. They did it for episode three, I think. was mm-hmm. that celebration three?
0: They have a habit of doing it in Midwest because we went to Chicago in 2019. Right. So it's either in the Midwest or the West Coast or the South of Florida, it seems like
1: right 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 yeah i just think they need to explore the northeast region because it's again it's it's a market like you have new york philadelphia and baltimore three major markets in the country
0: mm-hmm. like, you're going to
1: touch all three
0: yeah in
1: boston so like you have four really in the northeast region that you can touch so, it's, it's just yeah. it's smart money
2: oh yeah there's there's so many good locations for uh for celebration and then like those places, they offer so much as well. Like, you know, outside of celebration, like for people because most likely if you're gonna take a trip to celebration, you might make a little vacation out of it. Oh yeah. So, you know, the other little things you can do in those markets, like outside of just the celebration event, like there's so much to do. So it's just like I don't know, I just I just can't wait to see where it is. I'm I'm excited um for the next one. But yeah, I think I don't know, maybe they might just take Twenty twenty six off and just go to twenty twenty seven for the fiftieth. Actually, that's a very good, I think, I think very it
1: depends good. Depends movies coming out though. Yeah,
0: there they, there's out? a movie twenty twenty six. They're gonna have it then. That's
1: what I'm saying. Oh, they're gonna yeah. have to.
0: They. Yeah. You
1: know, you know damn well they're gonna promote the hell out of those those new movies that they're making. They're gonna have to because especially yeah. anything to do with Ray Ray Skywalker. And I'm not. I'm saying this in a way of like people are kind of tainted by that by that trilogy and that character a little bit. You're gonna have to do a lot of promotion to win this back to go well, see next with her.
2: Well, Milton, I mean her movie I mean, as of right now, like on paper while well, we're thinking anyways, like her movie would be presumably like a month after celebration in twenty twenty six. Like yeah. it's May it's May twenty second, twenty twenty six. So like celebration's mm. sometime in April probably. Yep. So it's gonna be right. like six weeks later. Oh I, I agree.
1: But I think that's what I'm saying. I think they're gonna have to do it that year because you really want to one promotion and two you're gonna to have to really give us a lot of footage and behind and the then scenes. you got then
2: you got dave's big movie for yeah. the air of the empire stuff or you know whatever the ahsoka stuff like is that the right. same year in fall or something so, uh his his movie dave's movie is 20 it's december 2026 it's like december 15th oh. it's like the exact it's like the exact um like 10 year or something anniversary of Force Awakens or um yeah, I think it's the ten year anniversary of Force Awakens. So we got two movies week. in twenty
0: twenty six or saying.
2: Yeah, I, I mean as of right now on the Disney schedule so, like, if you pull up, um, like, on the Disney, like, listing schedule for the all their f- upcoming projects, you know, these could be moved around. It's May 22nd, 2026. It's, like, December 15th,
1: 2026. Oh.
2: And then, like, December 2027. So, we have three movies in an 18-month span oh, on paper as of right now. I
1: can see them going back-to-back the back years of celebration. Oh, yeah. we you know, have done it before. I can see them going back-to-back the back years to they're going to promote this new 10-year um, picture of the films or whatever, 10 pictures, whatever they're trying to do. You really need, in my opinion, if I'm Lucasfilm Disney, I'm going back to back years, 26 and 27. Yep. One, you want to build a hype for the new Ray film, because you know, let's be real here, If it's successful, they're making a trilogy. Okay? And then you got Days movies. Like Days movies are going to tie into the Ahsoka stuff, Mandalorian world. So you know damn well if that's December and 27. What's 27's film?
2: Uh, the Dawn of the Jedi, the James Mangold one.
1: Okay. That's... That is High Republic stuff, Chris. It's so it's it, it that
2: movie's taking place like 20 to 25,000 years. It's the it's the um, it's basically the origin of the Jedi from what James Mangold described. And as just a side note to throw out there, real quick for our listeners and for you guys, if you haven't seen. Um, he's actually planning on within the next um, few months, he said he's going to set up like a meeting or something to like sit down and like kind of talk to George Lucas actually like Whoa. to see what he thinks and stuff. So nice. it's cool. Like Mangold is like going to be reaching out to him here soon. I'll As tell you like, what. In, I'll but tell continue you what.
1: On. Oh. I was going to say with the Mangold film, I'll let you go, Chris, in a second. With the Mangold film in 27, you're going to have to do Celebration because that's now going to be a new era of Star Wars that we haven't touched live action wise just yes, yeah. the republic you got you got to put that in the celebration you have to you're gonna there's have, no way you, yeah dude, there's no way you, you make that film and you come in it cold without any like big time promotion without that so that's why you got to go back to back years with celebration
0: with a film like that it's gonna take a lot more promotion anyway because you're gonna have all new actors all new concepts right? all new designs like it's gonna look completely different if it goes back that far they might have not even lightsabers. so they're gonna to have to have panels basically or like they'll have like concept art or, or the actual exactly. costumes everywhere and they'll be explaining with why this looks the way it does and what period this is in
1: yeah and fans, fans are going to want to see and touch and hear from those people like and and I know you because I know exactly where you're going, if, what you're thinking. If you don't have that celebration for that particular film, that's a disservice for that film,
2: because oh, you're yeah. not
1: letting the fans understand and get a feel of what that product's going to be without seeing the actors, the creators behind the scenes. You need that celebration to push that.
2: Hmm. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh yeah, I think I think that'll be um, that'll be their main focus for that that uh, that year, for, especially for 2027, because. If you guys think about it like the Dave movie is going to wrap up, you know, at least what we've seen from the Mandoverse so far, even though they've kind of implied like they could continue with the shows after the date after Dave's movie, um but it's going to wrap up a lot of that stuff, you know, we'll be through acolyte we'll be through Andor, we'll be through all these projects. So, you know, they could like solely put a huge push on that Mangled movie. And I think yeah, I mean, it's a good point we we brought up here like I think They're for sure going to have to do that for, you know, Star Wars celebration that year. And they'll be able to be able to do like a double whammy because they'll have the 50th anniversary of Star Wars and, you know, the history of the Jedi. So basically, you know, that could be I mean, that could easily be their kind of like their marketing thing. Like, oh, you know, Star Wars is anniversary. And let's go back to the history of like how the Jedi even began before the original movies, you know, like. So I think, um, yeah, I think that's where they'll be heading. Heck, Yeah.
0: Uh, getting back into ways to immerse ourselves, talk about the ways you could do it at home. Because back in 2017, for the PlayStation 4 VR headset, you could do Battlefront 2 mission in VR, flying an X Wing. So, VR in general is a, a really great, economical way of, of getting into Star Wars and feeling like you're there. Um, all different experiences, right? they have oculus Quest, and you can get that and you could be playing literally at block spire outposts and on bats you can go around as a bounty hunter go around identifying exploring quests and adventures and whatnot using lightsabers in uh what is it star wars uh it's the one with with vader i forget the name of vader it. immortal that's the one there we go vader yeah. immortal is a really cool experience because you're getting the sounds you're getting the sights um, so, so that stuff is cool there. I, what I really like, if you have the means of pulling it off, getting a flight stick, getting you know the hands-on throttle and stick, HOTAS, if you will, with the VR headset, playing Star Wars Squadrons, and you're just sitting here looking around, and you're in your cockpit of your A-Wing attacking a Star Destroyer, and you feel like you're in that damn cockpit. I mean that looming Star Destroyer in your viewport is just so larger than life and you're just flying around with the sounds and you're, when you fire off at the TIE Fighters. I gotta go back to that game, honestly. I've, I have new hardware in the PC. I gotta go back and try that game because uh, it looks even better now that I upgraded my PC. But yeah, so there's plenty of ways to immerse yourself in Star Wars at home. Uh, another cool ride I went on goes back to like 19... 19- 80s, I think, is Star Tours. I went on that ride, so much fun. They updated it with C3PO as the pilot, and basically, it's a ride where just like randomly puts you at different planets. It's not canon or anything, but it's really fun. So, they dropped us off. We were flying through an Imperial occupied Kashyyyk, which is interesting because I had never actually seen footage of that done before where you're like seeing scout trooper, Imperial troopers. On Kashyyyk's surface with Wookiees like flying on these vines like Tarzan, and you see them fighting the Imperials like guerrilla warfare. That was awesome. I was like, holy crap, we're here right
2: now. The the crazy thing is, you know, I wonder if they took inspiration because, you know, like one of the early concepts for Endor was Wookiees. So it makes me wonder if they took that as like an inspiration for, you know, that experience actually.
0: It was sick. And then and then after that, we went to the Battle of Coruscant. So our little star transport shuttle was weaving in and out of the freaking Vendor-class Star Destroyers like between ships as it's firing. This whole thing is vibrating and you're feeling like you're falling and then you go to the actual <laughs> surface of Coruscant, and It looks like attacking the clones. You're going through tunnels, smashing, landing, skidding across rooftops. That was so much fun. <laughs> so yeah that that's available at disneyland and disney world uh, to go to as well but um i don't know if anybody else in the chat has anything to add as far as immersive experiences that you maybe can do at home or maybe you can do at an arcade i might have missed something or another but it just goes Um, to show you that there's ways to get closer to the galaxy far far away rather than just pure imagination like there's actual tangible ways of getting interaction you
2: know well I, I think a really good one actually is uh you know we, we've talked a lot of, about the theme parks and you know uh, the different experiences like celebration and whatnot I think one um, that is kind of overlooked even though we, we we someone was implying it when we were talking about the different Star Wars creators I mean the great thing nowadays about Star Wars if you want to get involved with it like you know if, if you have a smartphone you can make a youtube channel and you can get involved with star wars like you can make your own content you can make your own videos you know you 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 don't even have to have the whole you know goal of becoming a big 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 youtuber like you can just make videos for yourself like if you're like passionate about star wars you can just go and start making things like and you know smartphones are definitely enough to suffice like our like our friend hannah from the race side like she you know her her videos are made with her iphone like so you wow. know seeing stuff like that um it just shows that you can create star wars content you know to get involved with this cool stuff like you can go and make your own fan film you can go and make your own youtube channel and like review video review um shows or whatever you know you can do all that stuff you know just with a cell phone nowadays like that's the that's the really nice thing I think about Star Wars creation is the fact that you're able to do that. I mean, I know like, you know, years ago, Milton, you had your YouTube channel and then like, you know, we're all on here now. But it's like, it's cool just seeing fans being able to get involved just anywhere. Because like, you know, with a smartphone, you can just set it up anywhere, record a video, boom, and post it to YouTube. Like, like that's just a nice little feature nowadays that we have.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, and that that's what I know. We mentioned it. Like that's my appreciation for the fans and the work on YouTube. It's like one of the best places to get it. Um, I think another way to immerse yourself and look. I I talk about this all the time, especially you know Ben and I are the audio books or the audio dramas. Like just oh, yeah. listening listening to them puts you in that world. And it's funny because um, yesterday I was when I went hiking with with my girlfriend. We were talking about this on the way back. She actually is listening to a Star Wars audiobook. And that's because I convinced her to listen to Lost Stars. because mm. um, she's really into like the romantic books, oh, and adventure yeah. books, and type of thing. She she likes it. She she loved I mean she she was pretty much explaining to me the plot of the story. She's like, Yeah, it's about these two people from two different sides. It kind of reminds her of Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, Yeah, you're right. I'm like, that's out of the book. And I was she's like, and I was telling her about Claudia Gray and how she's really a good Star Wars writer. Really good writer in general, and how everyone likes her in that world. But you know, you got non—I say—casual Star Wars Mm. fans who get involved with the books, and they feel like—and this is her words—she's like she's listening to a movie. We've all said that, you know, when it comes to the books. So it's like now that she's seen the movies, and she's now listening to the books that she's picking because she's not gonna she's not gonna listen to all of them. There's gonna be certain ones that she's gonna like compared to others, but. She's going to now have an understanding of the rhythms of Star Wars, the music, how it ties in, the how that how the writing's done for Star Wars, some of the plot stuff. So it's nice to see that that's her way of being immersed in Star Wars. So the books huh. is, is is another way you can get involved if you're not really a heavy Star Wars fan as we are.
0: Dude, that's the first thing I did with my girlfriend. Actually, is I I said, oh, you should download this audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> so we were listening to The High Republic, led of the Jedi, as we were, like, grilling out on the deck and stuff. I was like, oh, this is the part where Marshawn Rowe does this, or like, <laughs> listen closely at this part, because there's something important here. And uh, so that that was kind of fun. Yeah, that's definitely one of the best ways of doing it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The audiobooks, I mean, they're always such a great thing, and, you know, just like your girlfriend said, it's like listening to a movie. I mean, you know especially nowadays the you know they get better and better um you know they have the sound effects for all the ships the lightsabers the blasters whatever even the little things like like the doors like you know i've been listening to the uh the Thrawn trilogy and like even when thrawn's just sitting like in his in his uh in his cabin or whatever and he's like looking at the maps of the of the galaxy and stuff you know you can hear like when thrawn's giving his dialogue you can hear the like the hum of the displays like in the background you know for like the ambiance of the scene you know because in real life you know he'd be you'd be hearing the buzz of his computers like as they were showing him his like maps and stuff so it's just cool like they have those type of little details um and then especially like with audiobooks like if anybody's looking for audiobooks to get immersed in with star wars i highly recommend like any of the star wars audiobooks that are that are narrated by mark thompson because like he mm. does such a good job and i feel like it's such a good uh he's uh, he's like such a good like entry point like any of his any piece of his work is such a nice entry point for for um, people looking into audiobooks because he does like such a good job um you know oh, combined yeah. with all the sound effects and everything
0: yeah you really believe like characters like yoda or Thrawn are are sitting there on the other side of the speaker like just you could just yep. close your eyes and just imagine that the is happening. You know, it's just so fun to do that, actually. I, I don't get the opportunity to, like... I guess I could have the opportunity. One of these nights, to just put on the audio book and just sit here in this very chair. I just close <laughs> my eyes and just, like, soak it in. But most of the time, I'd be, like, on the go, like, in the car or, like, at work doing some, you know, rec- tasks I don't have to focus on very much, and i just have that going or whatever, but... It's pretty there cool. Yeah, did either of you guys see The New Indiana Jones? I just want to spend a few minutes talking about that if either of you did. I haven't seen it. Alright, I... (laughs) I had the pleasure of seeing this movie again thanks to my airplane being cancelled. Which was a bizarre thing that happened where apparently there was a storm in Jersey and I had to spend... Oh God, I had to spend three more days in Disney World. Which, yeah, oh God is right because that's like way more money than I wanted to spend. But I looked at it on the positive way of things and I was like... I was like, I went to my girlfriend. I was like, oh, the new Indiana Jones is out tonight. Wanna to go see that? It's like, sure, why not? We're not doing anything anyway. <laughs> so we went down to Disney Springs and they actually have the hangar bar, which is an official Indiana Jones bar, at at this official Disney location. And it's like literally like steps away from the AMC twenty-four they have over there. So we walk up to the bar and they had closed the bar for like a private event. And we somehow managed to get in there, but they said, oh, you can only get a drink and you can take it with you. So just, just the fan in me was probably, was thinking that I might have like been in the presence of some Indiana Jones producers while I was there because it's a Disney freaking bar at like the capital of Disney in Florida, right next to the theater. So I, I, I was putting two together. I'm like, oh, I see this well-dressed person over here, this well-dressed person over here. For all I know, they were working on Indiana Jones. So anyway, I got my drink and I went, and we went to see Indiana Jones. So um, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great. I, I mean, okay, I'll take that back. I don't know if I call it a great film. I'll call it somewhere between good and great. Um, mm-hmm. What they did in the first thirty minutes blew my mind, though. Like you think about Luke Skywalker in Book of Boba Fett, I couldn't tell that. That was a de-aged like India. I I couldn't figure out how they pulled it off, and well, in the trailer he looks good.
1: Like it looked good in the trailer. Yeah,
0: because there's like yeah. literally like it, the the movie without giving too much away. Like the movie opens up with like thirty a thirty minute segment of yeah. the de-aged version of Harrison Ford, and it works. I'm like wow. That's
1: what's
0: up. It yeah. is so good. It starts off with a bang. It the third act ends with a huge bang. Yeah, the movie was maybe a little bit longer than it needed to be because some certain points kind of like dragged on. I wasn't a real big fan of Phoebe Waller Bridges' character. I feel like she was just annoying and just that's kind of grinded my gears.
1: That's the
2: that's been the consistent thing I've heard about that movie is her character just didn't hit um for this movie. Now now with you though, um it the interesting thing, you know, you bring up the de-aging stuff. So I saw a little clip of Harrison Ford getting interviewed, so a lot of those sequences, like, to pick up his face and stuff, like, they actually had the dots, like, on his face, and, like, they did oh. the whole facial structure thing for him. Like, he talked about how he had the, all these dots every which way on his oh. face and, like, like all this stuff. So it was him behind the, you know, some of those shots, actually. Yeah, and it, it was just neat because you see so much in history in this movie.
0: Like, you see, you know, the end of World War Two essentially. Then you're seeing... Basically, what was happening in the 60s with, like, the protests with the Vietnam War. And you're seeing... So you're seeing so much of jumps in history and some other elements, which I will not talk about because they're awesome and I don't want to spoil them here, but, like, some really awesome moments in that third act where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, Indiana Jones always has, like, a hint of supernatural to it and... Uh, yep. That's always been the vibe, and you definitely get that towards the end of the movie. (laughs) But, yeah, it's just badass to see Harrison Ford, like, still out there, acting his ass off. And just, there's a lot of charming moments, a lot of nostalgia in this movie. So I really recommend going and watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, right before you see it. Because I feel like most of the stuff is pulled from the original movie down to, like, the very last scene. is like, almost, like, word for word from another scene of the first movie.
2: How was... How was our guy uh, Galen UrsO doing in the movie? Oh yeah, he was he was freaking
0: brilliant. I love Mads Mikkelsen as a villain. He was he was great, man. He was just like that 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 perfect kind of casting for like a just an evil Nazi character, scientist. Like <laughs> it was just it's fun. Perfect. It was fun to see him act. Like you, you could tell he was having a good time doing it. Nice.
2: It's good to hear.
0: So, yeah, there you go. I, I give it my recommendation. If you're on the fence, I know the audience score right now, Rotten Tomatoes, is like almost at a 90 compared to like the 66 critics score, which is still fresh. So, yeah, definitely say it's worth the money to go check out. Um, it's a shame that things aren't lining up for it to make a lot of money. So maybe things will turn around for the next weekend. It's not unheard of for a movie you, to you, have that's legs.
1: That's probably because, you know, and I'm just going to be a jerk here to be funny. That's probably because, you know, you got those weirdo uh fans out there trying to boycott stuff for no reason. So just like mm-hmm. they're trying to quote unquote boycott flash or just oh. stupidness. But yeah.
0: Oh, that movie was um, so good by the way. I seen that last Friday. I, I like
1: the flash. I enjoyed it, but oh. I, I'm gonna see Indiana Jones. I'm gonna go watch it. I, I think I've always been a fan of that series of films. Like I I'm curious what they're gonna do with the future of it. I mean, I know they're saying this is the last installment mm-hmm. of I guess the Harrison Ford. Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, but I, I could see them bringing it back with another person playing them.
0: I know. Yeah. I Well, here's the interesting thing, melon is I know they are making an Xbox game, Indiana Jones, the mm-hmm. same people that made Wolfenstein, which is a game about killing Nazis in World War II alternate timeline. That same developer is making an Indiana Jones game, and they've been working on it for a couple of years now, so I'm very curious to see how that game goes, if they're going to have Harrison Ford voice in them, or, or motion capture, or whatever the heck happens. So there are going to be more Indiana Jones stories, I don't think right. cinematically, but maybe, well, definitely in the video game space, uh, maybe they'll make books. They should make, like, books. Like, I don't know why, like, Del Rey or somebody doesn't, like, the same one that makes Star Wars books, doesn't make, like, official Indiana Jones books. Like, they could make a whole series easily. And I would it'd buy everyone. It'd, cool it'd
1: be cool, oh, yeah. like, to get the audiobook version like if they did it like they do star wars books i'd listen to it um, you know
2: what you know what would be awesome milton for our audiobook stuff i mean i don't know how much it would cost uh like lucasfilm or whoever but like they should do like an adaptation of all these indie movies like audiobook version and have harrison ford like reading it as like a journal type thing you know yeah, or something like fire. like oh. i would love for something like that like like cuz the indie the indie stories would be really good audiobooks um like the Indiana Jones is such a good franchise in general like it's entertaining it's unique because like the um you know it's just on the edge of like oh this could be real type you know type yeah. stuff and then you know you have um you know you obviously have Harrison Ford and uh yeah like I just I just feel like indie could potentially uh eventually if we go with a you know we'll have to go with the younger actor like you know they could they could continue with this franchise for a long time i mean look at superman superman just got recasted like you know oh, you yeah. can continue you could treat indiana jones as like a superman or a james bond um like you know you could treat him like that type of character and recast him like you know do four or five movies with him and then do another one or something like and and like keep telling those stories like i think i think it'd be a really cool way to do it um it's just right now i think it's it's tricky just because like you know harrison harrison it's really hard to recast harrison ford you know even even at him being 79 years old it's just that's such a hard ask i mean i think he's gonna turn 80 actually here in july but uh oh. but but uh but you know it's like a hard thing but I don't know. I I just would love to see more Indiana Jones projects in the future.
0: They've already mm-hmm. recasted him from the, the Last Crusade with River Phoenix, and that was True. great. True, I know. I actually well, enjoyed he's, those he's the younger series.
1: version of him. I mean, yep. like dude, like right now yeah. I'm watching Indi- the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, on you Disney+. are? How is it? I started bad? watching. It's not bad. It's it's, uh, it's some. The first five episodes are a little slow for me, just because it's the like little. It's the little boy version of him. Uh, and he's no. like ten years old now. When he becomes a teenager, when it's um when it's old boy that played in Boondocks that plays him, like it gets better because he's now like 18, 17, 18 years old. Oh. So I like that version of Indiana Jones. Um, no, it's not bad. It's just long episodes because they splice two episodes <laughs> together, and uh-huh. it's like an hour and a half each episode. Whoa! Like, yeah, like, they're they're like mini movies, basically. Oh my like, god! Twenty episodes. Yes, yeah, twenty episodes, but at least like an hour and a half apiece.
0: Yeah, we just finished watching Temple of Doom in our hotel room the one night, so
1: yeah.
0: we're slowly um, working our way, and I guess we'll watch that series eventually.
1: Right, right. Um, well, obviously, look, George, um, Harrison Ford, is not he's not going to start working because he's, he's, what's his name in a new Captain America movie? Um, oh, yeah. Thunder, uh, Red, Red he's Ross. He's Betty Ross's dad. Um, he repl- he got recast because of what's-her-name Um that one actor who played him.
0: Yeah, I know who you're talking about, yet. yeah.
1: Yeah. He's going to be the new Captain America as Thunderbolt Ross.
0: Hmm. So yeah, I mean, we got we got a couple people chiming in on the chat here. Uh, let's see the race side. Hey, what's up, Hannah? Saying Galen was amazing in Indy. Uh, Chris is going to see it later this week. Um, so yeah, let us know what your scores of Indiana Jones. I I would say I'd, I would give it. I would have to give it an 8 out of 10. If I were to give it a score right now, I would have to. I would lean more towards great than good at this point. So mm-hmm. I would actually like to see it again. I know my father um, would like to see it, so I might end up seeing it a second time. It's definitely one that's going to get a lot of repeat viewings. I'm already seeing a lot of chatter online. People are like, oh, I've already seen it a second time. All right, Rayside is giving it a 7.5 out of 10. So there, there's yeah. a, the kind of same that's- sentiment, me and her on the same brainwave there.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll probably go see it in a couple weeks because, like I said, it's just I've always been a fan of the, that fr- franchise, and I love, I love, I love that character because he's vulnerable, but he's so goofy. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like the most goofiest superhero that that, that we know. Oh,
0: like, yeah. he
1: can get, but he can get hurt, and it's like okay, like I just love how Harrison plays that character.
0: Oh, by the way, I I can't like just end this podcast without talking about a cool thing <laughs> I have seen at Hollywood Studios. So they have an Indiana Jones stunt choreograph stage thing did you, did you, any of you guys know about that or been to no no it blew my mind okay so so they have a big like stadium thing in hollywood studios and i guess they put the show on like once an hour once every two hours at the park and anyway so they open up to like the raiders of the lost ark scene the guy like drops from the ceiling on a rope he's running through dodging spears coming out of the ground and then there's like the big boulder that's coming down as he gets like the idol and he's running and the actor like looks like he gets crushed by the freaking rock and then you have like all these people like running out to the stage And i'm like oh my god did this guy literally get crushed they're like they're like everybody are you okay are you kind okay? of like oh it's actually part of the act and what mm-hmm. it is is it's it's a really cool instructional but very entertaining show on like show business and like how second what is it called ben you probably know like second the second filming thing in a, in a production
2: oh uh the um they do all the action yeah. they're
0: explaining like the yeah. second arm or whatever the hell they call it. like you got the first arm or whatever it's like the dialogue people the actual actors but then like the second whatever the second yeah. set or whatever the, the, the second
2: crew or whatever the second called. crew yeah, they're the ones remember.
0: that deal with the stunts yeah. so they're it was really cool because they were explaining like the like, the, the mock director would come out and explain mm. things. The mock stunt coordinator would come out. then explain the difference between, like, a stunt person or, like... Uh, I forget the other term, but the person that's just, like... The person that's, like, supposed to be identical or the person that's just doing the stunts. For, uh, the person that does lines and stunts versus the person that just does the sun? so there's a lot of cool stuff there. They were talking about pyrotechnics, so they showed, like, three scenes. They showed, it was all Raiders-based, so it showed like the, the beginning one, I was playing with Rock. They showed the next one, where they're, like, running around Egypt, or wherever they are, and they're, like, jumping over rooftops and stuff. And then the last one, they literally do the scene with, like, the Nazi guy that's fighting Indiana on the landing field with the airplane, and they literally had, like, an airplane, like, a small <laughs> airplane going around, and it looks like the guy got killed by a propeller in live action. I'm like, what the hell? And they had this crazy explosion. You could, like, feel the heat, but it was just, like, a really cool thing. Like, when that got over, it was, like, 30 minutes. I, I turned to my dad. I was like, yeah, if I wasn't doing what I want to do now, like, some, watching something like this would make me want to become, like, involved with movie making it was so cool mm-hmm. they were like directing they were showing like how they direct like different cameras like that the um director on set was like okay so this camera is going to be going here at this time and then this other camera is going to be going on this whatever they call it the crane thing and then flying over at this moment as this driver is going through this thing and driver don't miss your point like you did last time you gotta land all this the coordination is crazy when it comes to these movies like you don't really realize it until you actually see like a behind the scenes view at every technical thing that has to go down, you know?
1: Crazy.
2: Oh yeah. I but mean that, just think with a movie yeah. with a movie like like a movie franchise like Indy, it has all those cool like stunts. Like like you said, the the boulder scene is like one of the most iconic scenes in movies like period. Oh yes, yes, the race side. That is a
0: second unit. Thank you very much. I could have remembered well, second that.
2: unit. That's what. Yeah, that's what it is second. And unit, yep.
0: Aaron Daly is saying, "I saw a show when I was a kid. I remember it when I was a kid. I, the last time I went to Disney, I'm 32 now. It was literally 22 years ago. I was around nine or ten or something like that. And I do vividly remember this whole thing. So they've been doing it for like 20 years. But if you ever go to Hollywood Studios and you want to break from Galaxy's Edge, definitely go check out the Indiana Jones stunt." choreography whatever it's called show uh, you won't you won't regret it and it's at least a nice way to get out of the Sun because it's all covered with a gigantic awning and they have tons of fans in there so it was hot when I went to Florida it was hot and then I came back to New Jersey and it's really hot today so I guess I brought the heat back to the tri-state area Oh, man. Well, that was a fun, fun episode tonight, guys. Uh, thanks again, Milton. Thanks again, Ben, for joining me. Thanks, everybody, in the chat for chiming in. We had Chris. We had Hannah. We had Aaron. We had Brittany. So thanks for everybody to join us. And you can always join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll be here next week to talk about a topic that I still have to come up with unless we get some mega news. You never know what can happen. Um, but we'll definitely have another fun conversation. So, thanks for joining us again, Milton. What are you going to be up to this week or where could people find you?
1: Uh, this week just celebrating the 4th on Tuesday. 4th of July is this Tuesday for us. And then this upcoming Saturday I'll be at uh, Hershey Park. Oh. In Hershey, PA, which is about 40 minutes north of where I live. So, it's going to be fun, can't wait to ride some roller coasters and act the fool, you know, just have fun on that Saturday. Um, people can find me on Twitter at MiltonWeber7 or on Instagram at Milton7Weber. Keep it positive or I'll show up at your house and smack you. Um, but no, nah, like I said, come check me out on social media. I'm pretty um, good about just posting funny and positive stuff and some workout videos. So, yeah, you can find me there.
2: Oh, there you go. There you go. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I mean, you can find me. Um, at real ben maynard i'm always talking sports and fitness over there and then you can find me at real ben maynard on instagram as well i uh, i think i'm gonna start documenting my fitness stuff again it's been i took a break off that but i think i'm gonna get back into that a little more here so yeah that's all i'm all i'm gonna be up to just working out and being healthy and active and yeah it should be a good week
0: there you go, and you'll find me here where you're watching me right now, or if you're listening to me and you want to find where I'm putting out my videos, it's youtube.com slash StarRaptor, and you can search Outer Rim Transmission on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you download your podcasts, you can find our podcast there. Every week, new episodes go up there at some point during around the midweek. Um, as far as the channel, eh, I'll probably have some comic reviews out at some point, and yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Keep an eye on Twitter.com slash StarRaptor. I might start slowly uploading some cool pictures from Galaxy's Edge and elsewhere that I went in Disney World. So for Milton, for Ben, for iCray, a.k.a. Chris, (laughs) StarRaptor, that's going to do it for us here. May the Force be with you always. End transmission.